Barefooting with Sierra uses Buzzsprout. Just start with the equipment you already have and a quiet space. Add Buzzsprout and your podcast is ready to go. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that I sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support the show. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. Hello and welcome to the 39th episode of Barefooting with Sierra. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional land, gathering place, and traveling route of the Cree, Anishinaabe, Blackfoot, Métis, Dene, Nakota Sioux, and others for time immemorial. My name is Sierra Larson, better known as Barefoot Sierra. I'm a novelist, comic creator, and independent journalist, and I have been living without shoes since 2010. I alternate between using she, her, and they, them pronouns. I created this podcast to keep my audiences in touch with all of my projects, to talk about things I care about, and to interact with the awesome people in my various professional networks. In this episode, I interview children's author, Rocka Goss. I'm going to break this podcast up into four parts, novels, comics, journalism, and barefooting, each representing a different aspect of my professional life. I will give you updates on what I'm working on, let you know about any new works you can see, and keep you in the know about when I do free book giveaways on Amazon. Let's get started. First up, novels. I'm just over three quarters of the way finished going through the changes my editor recommended in my Red 72 series finale. After working on this series for more than a decade, it's bittersweet to see it coming to an end. I already have plans for a tie-in book that I want to write at some point, but I need to force myself to finish my antebellum romance that I've been neglecting, get the other completed draft I have edited and out there for people to read, and then finish the other novel that I somehow found myself writing without meaning to. Then I can write my Red 72 series tie-in book. Now for my interview with children's author Bracca Gotts. So, Bracca, thank you so much for coming on the show. Please tell the listeners a little about yourself, where you're from, and what you do. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm right now living in Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm the author of um, 39 children's books. Actually, one book was just published this week. So, yes, yeah, 39 children's books and one book for adults. That's my memoir, which I didn't really write. I mean, I like to write short books. This book, it's a compilation of like my diaries and journals and letters. So it just kind of came together that way. But all my other books are picture books. And they're basically all spiritual books in the sense that, well, they're books to help children's souls shine. Yeah. Wonderful. So could you tell us a bit about those children's books? Tell us a bit more about them. Oh, okay, sure. So I try to write books that I wished I had as a child. I I didn't really have these kind of books. So I went searching for years, searching for what the purpose to life was. So I'm trying to give that to children from an early beginning, kind of it engraves it on the soul when you have it as a child. So like one of my books is the invisible book. It it talks about all the things that are invisible, like gravity. You just drop something and it, it there's an invisible force. And electromagnetism. 
why does a magnet pick, pick up a paperclip? There's something invisible going on. What about time and feelings and thoughts? These are all powerful, invisible forces in our lives. We never see them, but we see the effects of them in our life. So that's why I make it all the more understandable that we could be invisibly spiritual beings and that there could be an invisible source as well, a source of energy. And, and that's, that's what these, so that's one idea of how I take really deep concepts and I can show it to children in an, in a concrete, understandable way. Like another book is, I want to be famous. This is a young boy. He wants to be famous like many children. And he becomes famous overnight the way anybody could. Someone takes a YouTube video of him doing something ridiculous. And then he he loves being famous, but then someone else could do it better. He's no longer famous. And he's miserable until he realizes if we get the spotlight shining from within then every day can be glorious. We don't need that fame. We don't need that outside spotlight. We need to make help our own souls to shine. That's what it's really about in life. So this is like different things. And then like I have books about teaching how to be sensitive to children with disabilities. Basic stuff like Children are not taught, like when you meet someone in a wheelchair, sit down next to the child so you're on the same level. When you meet someone who's deaf, speak slowly and clearly and and write them a note so you can communicate better. If you meet someone who's blind, introduce yourself when you become close and And if you have to go away, tell them that you're going away now. These are like basic stuff that nobody explains usually. And then there are so many children with invisible disabilities where you don't know what their disability is. So always like when you see a child on the sidelines, invite them to come and play. And they may not be interested, but they'll still appreciate that you ask them and try to include them. So children with disabilities are in general lonelier than other children. They don't get invited to play dates or parties as often. And it just all kinds of ways. All of these help children's souls to shine as well as I have books teaching about prevention of sexual abuse. And uh, the book this week is about, um, it's about let's swim safely. Just how we need to guard our lives, which which are the houses of our souls. So it's like really important, all, all these, all different types of books and their whole purpose is to help, help souls to shine. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> that's really important lessons for kids to have. And then also to have that being tied into a spiritual nature. I love that. I'm... Oh. I'm also religious myself and was taught growing up that even things that are physical have a spiritual element to them. So that's, I love that. Exactly. So that, and I forgot this, one of my books, Hashem's Candy Store is all about like the fruits and vegetables that we have and, and what gifts they are. Like 
I love to talk about this because this relates to my memoir too. Like, um, like an orange, for instance, you know, it, it, it's so amazingly packaged with this, the peel that keeps the juiciness inside for months. And, and when it becomes brightest, the, the fruit and vegetables, they, they call out to us, we're ripe, we're ripe, because that's when they become their brightest color. And like food is designed, the natural food is designed to be a pleasurable experience for us. So that's when it becomes bright and beautiful, like, like things like a potato are not brightly colored because we're not supposed to bite right into them or a nut that we're supposed to crack open the shell first for a nut because it's it, we shouldn't want to bite right into it in this joyful way like a fruit is when it becomes ripe like that. So just like you're saying, the the pleasure of these natural things in life is designed to not only nourish our bodies but also nourish our souls. And so... That's the amazing thing. It's designed to uplift us and give us joy. And the processed food is missing that. It, it, it's, desi- it's designed in a sneaky kind of way to be like orange flavored, but it's not the real orange. So, um, so it, it actually you causes addictions. To, it's designed to cause addictions, actually, while this food... It, it's designed to fill us with gratitude. And, you know, we, we, a person doesn't eat two bags of oranges, but they could, you know, plow through, um, a whole pizza or a whole, um, bag of potato chips or chocolate chip cookies easily. There's nothing stopping the person because as the person's eating it, they're not feeling the sense of gratitude that comes uh, from the natural gifts that we're given. And it's the gratitude that fills us up. How I, in, in my memoir, I talk about the development and then overcoming the food addictions through learning to nourish my soul. That's really what it was about. And I was taught by a rabbi in Israel about the pleasure ladder, which which is five levels of pleasure that correspond to the five levels of the human soul. And the lowest level are all the natural pleasures in this world that that truly nourish our bodies and our souls. And then up the next level up is love. And it's not the kind of love from romantic novels. It's it's the kind of love that we have the power to bring into our lives at any moment because it involves focusing on the virtues of another. That's the definition of love from our ancient mystical wisdom. It's So when we focus on the virtues of another, it fills us with a warm, loving feeling. And that's a more lasting, even a more lasting pleasure than the joy we get from all the the wonderful nature and music and movement and and all these physical treats in the world. So then there's love and then there's the higher level is meaning that fills us even more 
And higher than that is the level of creativity where we put a part of ourselves into the world. And it's an even more lasting pleasure. And the highest level of pleasure, the, the highest level is transcendence. When, when we see how we're all connected and we're all connected to source and each level up, what gets us from one rung to the next and what gets us to enjoy the pleasure on each level is gratitude. So um, appreciating appreciating another physical thing, we connect to another physical thing in the world, we connect to a person, we connect to our communities, the world and the universe. And when a person um, has an addiction, they feel estrangement, a disconnection, alone, loneliness. So the way to come out of the addiction is to fill our lives with more joys, not less. Like people think dieting is the way to go, but only if you're filling your life with more joys because restriction, how long can that last? So that's, that's really what it's about. Absolutely. Like you've got to, you've got to replace that artificial junk that you're eating with all those natural foods that'll actually nourish your body and give your body what it needs. Otherwise, you're just going to crash and burn. (laughs) Exactly. And feel that gratitude. Because I read a book recently, it, it said, chew slowly. And that's something I was not doing. And when I read this, I said, that makes so much sense. Because if you're chewing slowly, you're savoring what's in your mouth. You're feeling gratitude for the pleasurable experience. Why am I trying to stick in the next spoonful? That means I'm not really savoring what I already have right now. And that's the secret to all of it because there's an expression in the Talmud, who is rich? Those who are happy with what they have right now. That's wealth. So we have, all of us have so much to be grateful for. Yeah. Absolutely. So your your um, memoir, the searching for God in the garbage, it's about overcoming food addictions. Is that something that you personally struggled with? Can you tell us a bit more about that? Exactly. I I fluctuated between binge eating, desperately just there was no end because the emptiness inside could not be filled by. When no matter how much food I'd eat, it wouldn't it wouldn't make me feel joyful and gratitude afterwards. That wasn't so I just kept trying to fill my life that way. And then I would fluctuate that and then the next day I'd go on a crazy diet so that I wouldn't gain weight from all the binge eating. So I never was like obese or emaciated, but and I so I didn't look like I had these food addictions, but I did. We never know what's going on inside of anybody, you know? So I was suffering. I call it an addiction because an addiction is when you have a compulsion to do something despite, I have, I wrote it down. It's the compulsive use of something or, or a compulsive behavior despite the harmful consequences. So you just keep doing it and it wasn't helping until I finally found what filled my soul. Then I didn't have to do that anymore. There there was no need for the addictions when I finally understood with clarity how to fill my hungry soul. 
and 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 souls are genuinely hungry. That's why people with addictions have the addictions because they really have a hunger, but they don't understand perhaps what they're actually hungry for. But it's more pleasure in life, and this explains how to bring more lasting pleasure. The pleasure ladder. Wonderful, I love that. So you mentioned that you were uh, you got mentoring from a, a rabbi. Your books are pretty much all written from a Jewish perspective. Will people of other faiths or from no faith at all benefit from reading your books? Yeah, they do. Thank God. I'm very glad because it it is. And I hope people are interested to hear why would someone in this day and age become an Orthodox Jew, which is like it seems it's 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 an ancient system that I am following now and that's unusual in today's you know time to be following these ancient guidelines that still make so much sense that still have so much wisdom so yeah i think people are finding it fascinating to get into the mind of why would this harvard graduate become an orthodox jew you know it's like it's it's interesting for anybody and the spiritual wisdom applies to all right it's universal. Um, it's a universal understanding. Yes. Absolutely. Truth is truth. Yes, exactly. So that's what I try to spread. Universal wisdom. Exactly. Excellent. So you, you said you became an Orthodox Jew. Was that after you got the mentoring or like, can you tell us a bit about that? Yes. I was brought up Jewish, but my parents didn't have an education in Judaism. So I didn't see why it was important to be Jewish. And I I threw off the few, the customs that they were doing because I didn't see the point of it until I finally learned from the basic sources. I, you know, went back to the source. I actually in Israel, I had, I went after graduating from Harvard, I went to medical school and I had a break between my first and second year of medical school, six weeks. I went to Israel that summer and I went to these schools for like adult beginners where I began to learn in depth about my own heritage. And it was that's I ended up coming back 10 years later after that. <laughs> I really, I really, um, cha- I, I went on a big detour, a wonderful detour in my life. Yeah. Sometimes those detours make all the difference. <laughs> yes. It was like it worked out for the best for you. Yes. Thank God. Yeah. Um, well, before we, before we end, um, could you tell everybody where they can find your books? Oh, well, you can meet all of them in one spot on my Amazon author page. If, if anybody, you know, doesn't have money to buy books, you can always ask your public library to order them too. The public libraries will do that. And that's also a great thing. So I, I just love the message to get out there. So I hope that people will do that and just keep remembering that we are spiritual beings, just clothed in our bodies which we need to take care of we need to take care of because we're here to nourish our souls with the pleasure that we're really meant to experience in this world wonderful love it thank you again for joining me thank you so much sierra thank you (laughs) and now for comics my divorce was actually final back in February, but there was still paperwork I had to get from Vital Statistics to prove that I was actually divorced. My divorce certificate. That came in the mail recently. My latest comic, Elope, 
captures that conversation that happened between my boyfriend and I on the day my divorce certificate came in the mail. You can see that comic and more on my Instagram at World of Possums or on the Facebook page Possum Pete Comics. I also have a new Patreon exclusive comic that you can see at patreon.com slash Possum Pete. In comics news, TikTok star ACO Jess has written a children's book about her work as an animal control officer helping raccoons. Her Kickstarter campaign just ended, but you can still pre-order the book. The link is in the show notes. Comic-Con at Home is happening again this year, running from July 21st to 24th. This is a free event with virtual panels. I've never been able to actually attend Comic-Con in San Diego in person, so this is pretty awesome. You don't need anything special to access the virtual con. The panels will stream on the Comic-Con International YouTube channel. Some of the panels I'm most looking forward to are Couch Surfing with Simon & Schuster, Creating Comics with the iPad, Queer Horror, The Business of Comics, and Indigenous Water Protectors are Real-Life Superheroes. All right, next up is journalism. I got another chapter written in the J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan murder book that I'm working on. The more I learned, the more horrified I am that people saw this unfolding and allowed it to happen. I also finished another chapter in the book I'm working on for my local case. I feel like I got a lot done this week. In current events, Carousel House, Philadelphia's only recreation center designed for people with disabilities, is set to be demolished. Residents took to the street on July 17th to protest this planned demolition. The city said they plan to make a new rec center for people with disabilities, but have not yet released those plans. Without Carousel House, many of the city's disabled population will be without access to a rec center or programs such as wheelchair basketball. The city says they are working with other rec centers to relocate programs until the new facility is built, but again, have not released any specific plans. Carousel House does need a new roof because the facility has a significant leak, but demolishing the facility entirely seems counter to the interests of the community the building was built to serve. The crew of Hillsborough County Firefighter Engine 18 was at a Publix grocery store in Brandon, Florida on July 10th when a man flagged them down for assistance. He had a kitten stuck between the underside of his truck bed and his gas tank. Firefighter Elaine Owens crawled under the truck to extricate the kitten who was unharmed. A bystander in the parking lot volunteered to take the kitten home. I love a happy ending. Last but not least, let's talk about barefooting. My barefoot adventures this week have taken me to splash parks, gas stations, and a new novelty sweet shop on the west side of Edmonton that I had never been to before called Sweet Convenience. They have everything from my childhood in the U.S. that you can't find in Canada. I came home with an obscene amount of Yoohoo, and I already drank them all. In barefoot news, Cannes Film Festival just ended, and there was absurdity, like always. The festival organizers spread straw in front of author Iveta Treneva's feet on the red carpet in an apparent attempt to call her political commentary straw man arguments. Jodie Foster received the Jodie Foster Award for being Jodie Foster. Attendees from outside of Europe, even those who were fully vaccinated, were required to take COVID tests every 48 hours. I honestly don't understand the appeal of attending this festival ever, and especially not this year. But in a break from the typical elegance and absurd fashion rules of the festival, Chopard Jewelry Company held a cocktail party during which the company co-president and creative director Caroline Schuffel wore a t-shirt and leggings, walked around barefoot, and sat on the floor with her dog. That part I would go for. That's all for this week's episode. I'll be back next week with an interview with meditation expert J.W. Spillers. 
Thanks so much for listening in. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to sierrathebarefootgirl at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at sierrathebarefoot, on Facebook as sierrathebarefootgirl, on Twitter at sierrabarefoot, and on TikTok at sierraisbarefoot. You can follow the podcast itself on Instagram at barefootingwithsierra. All of my books are available on Amazon. My comics are available on Instagram at World of Possums, on Facebook, Possum Heat Comics, and at patreon.com slash possumheat. Thank you to Legion X for the intro and outro music. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening, and please share it with a friend if you've enjoyed it. Until next time, this has been Barefooting with Sierra.